Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Good to be here. Hey, if you're listening to this, um, I guess as it's released, Happy New Year. Happy 2024 to you. Maybe you're listening to this. Maybe the Lord tarries and these messages stick around somewhere and you're listening to it years after. Well, happy whatever year it is to you. I know I listened to a lot of preaching and Bible teaching that was long, long, recorded long ago. So I I know either way. But uh, hey, look, it's a good day. It's a good day now, and it's a good day wherever or whenever you hear this, because God is able, amen? God is able to make it one. Uh, you know, his mercies are new every morning, and today we're talking about the day. Uh, but before that, let's just get to, uh, again, a couple of notes here. We are going through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you caught us here right in the beginning. We're on Genesis 1. Uh, and we're working our way through uh, verse by verse. Not every episode will cover a single verse. Uh, sometimes we can cover a fair bit of ground in one episode, and sometimes we just get to one part of one verse in one episode. So uh, it's great. We're going to take our time with it. Amen. I believe that God's word should be studied in such a fashion where we look at what the word says and what it means historically within the confines of the Bible, that would be the context, right? Uh, So we look at what the word says. We look at the context of the word. Then we look at, you know, what does it mean in general? And then we can also look at what does it mean to us personally? How is it applicable to us as individuals? And if we take that approach, and of course, always comparing scripture with scripture, so we're not taking things out of context, right? It'd be really easy uh, to look at some of... uh, the dialogue in some of the gospels and think that uh, there is something we need to do to be saved. You know, if we eliminate uh, Paul's preaching, all of a sudden we'd be in trouble. So we don't want to take verses out of context. Um, You see the lost person do it all the time. You know, they want to know why, uh, if you're a Christian, could you follow a God that required, say, not to work on the Sabbath or, this, that, or the other. And they'll pull some, uh, you know, obscure law out of Leviticus or Deuteronomy or whatever it is. And they'll say, well, you don't do that. How could you be a Christian? Well, they're taking it out of context that those laws were there for the Jews and the law, if you understand it was there simply to show that no man could keep the law. So therefore it's completely out of context. Jesus came to fulfill the law. Amen. That's why I've got the old Testament and the new Testament. Jesus Christ, he fulfilled the law. He is the last Adam. Amen. We're looking at the Jews and we're looking at their struggles in the wilderness and so forth. We're looking at the Mosaic laws, the laws that Moses recorded. They could never follow them. And God was doing that on purpose to show them they could never follow them. And then you get in the new Testament, Jesus points that out over and over again. And so it's important to take scripture in context. So you'll see here, often we'll jump you know, we'll have a verse and we'll, we'll look at what is, what is the New Testament reference this? What does it say about it? Or where, where else do we see this in the Old Testament, etc.? cetera? Uh, and so that gives you a little rundown of the game plan. Amen. Again, thank you for listening today. And today 
Uh, we are looking at God creating days, the day and the night, the calendar. But we're going to start here, Genesis 1, and I'll just recap the first four verses quickly here. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So who created the heaven and the earth? God did. A lot of people sit around and wonder who created the, the heaven and the earth. Hey, that's easy. God created the heaven and the earth. There's, there's no question about it. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And so not only do we know that God created earth, but we know that earth before it was formed by God was this void uh, water base, okay? I'm imagining, you know, water kind of like in space or something, in darkness, and God, he, the spirit moved upon the face of the waters. And then watch this verse three. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And so we see here in verse three, that God speaks and the creation uh, occurs. Amen. Uh, and we see that, you know, in, in, uh, in revelation that Jesus speaks, amen. Uh, and that is the end of all the enemies. Amen. That Jesus, Jesus speaks, uh, through the word, through the sword, amen, and he eliminates all his enemies there at the Battle of Armageddon, the Battle of Megiddo, which is a real place. There is a literally a valley of uh, Megiddo that you can go to. Uh, you can even see pictures online, and that's where the end times event will take place. I've heard some preachers say they think that that won't happen there. I absolutely think it'll happen there. I believe God's word is true from cover to cover. I don't think we need to overthink it. I think it's going to happen. Uh, God's word says it's going to happen. And so we see in the beginning of earth or time as we know it, God speaks it into existence. And at the end of time as we know it here, God speaks it into existence or, or speaks the end of it, I should say. And then, of course, for the believer, that's a celebration because then we enter uh, the millennial kingdom, thousand year reign of Jesus Christ here on earth. Then we enter into, uh, after the devil's finally dealt with after those thousand years in the rebellion, then we enter into eternal prosperity, eternal peace, eternal uh, everything. And eternal means there's no beginning or end. It means it just goes on forever. And therefore, time as we know it in this age will no longer be. And so Jesus, he speaks time into existence, and Jesus resolves time into the new uh, era. He does it both. Okay. So he says, he speaks, he does it. Verse four, uh, uh, and God saw the light and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Notice the darkness is not mentioned as good. It's just the light that is good. Verse five, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. And as we've gone through these episodes, I think we're on episode four now of season two, which is the, the Bible study. We've looked at this idea of Jesus being the light. And so we see Jesus as the light, and we see that God called the light day and the darkness night. And the evening and the morning were the first day, okay? That's verse 5. That's the verse we're focusing on here today. And the first thing we want to look at here is this idea that, you know what? God had separated the light from the darkness, right? And he knew that the light was good and the darkness was not good. And we know that in heaven, there is no darkness, right? So in heaven, you don't have this dark season. So in earth, the fact that darkness is here, it's almost, uh, it's almost a witness, a testimony to us living in a broken world. You know, think about that. When we are here on earth, you can see this all around us. I was thinking of it this morning. Uh, I was listening uh, to different health concerns and, and uh, sharing some texts with a brother. And 
I thought, man, this world is just so broken, right? There's so much sickness in the world and trouble in the world, right? And, uh, you know, we see this time and time again. And yet we read in John, 1 John 1, 5, then uh, this is the message we have heard of him and declaring to you that God is light and in, in him is no darkness at all. So in God, there's no darkness at all. Amen. In God, there's no darkness. There's only light. And in this world, we see darkness. We have a night. Uh, we were driving um, home yesterday. We took a short trip uh, out to the coast. Uh, and you can do that here in North Carolina. You just go down 74. You pay a few tolls. Unfortunately, those toll roads will get you. But it's it's really not bad. You, sometimes you look at North Carolina and think mountains, but you can get to the beach pretty quick. And we had just gone for, for uh, literally less than 24 hours. And we're coming back. And, uh, you know, the sun was going down and I told my wife, you know, we're not going to make it home with the sun up, you know, it's going to be dark. You know, that's a fact. It's like a, a fact is darkness comes in this world. Amen. But how many great philosophers, how many great, uh, teachers and people with great worldly wisdom have tried to figure out what darkness is all about and not been able to do it. And here we have God in his poetic way teaching those that are just simple enough to open his word and take it at face value that he created the heaven and the earth, that he created the light, that he is the light, amen, and that he saw the light and it was good and he divided it from darkness. And then you look in the scriptures and you say, hey, 1 John uh, 1.5 tells us there's no darkness in God at all, amen. And we start kind of figuring out that this world isn't, you know, it isn't uh, 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 um, a place where things are getting better. It isn't a place that can resolve things, you know, on our own or or the world will resolve it without God. You know, get in the Psalms and David writes about, you know, how uh, all of the earth is, is, is desiring for God to return. You know, the trees and the oceans and everything is desiring for God to return. He is light. And darkness, he has nothing to do with, okay? So now we will take a break and come right back and look at day and night and how God created the calendar. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. Now we're just going to look at this idea of Verse five, God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. So if you wonder about the days, I mean, we just started a new year here as I record this literally January the 2nd as I'm recording this, amen, and we're starting a new year. So what is it? It is part of a calendar, right? And how do we measure uh, the calendar? Like how do we create a calendar? How do we quantify what's in a calendar? We do it by looking at days. And how do we understand what a day is, if not by the light and the darkness symbolizing the day? Matter of fact, this backs it up. Before we had all these modern atomic clocks and all these other things, people used a sundial, right? They were literally looking at the sun to measure the day. And so God created, and immediately he creates the earth. He creates light and darkness, and then the just the logical nature of God. See, God is in the details. God is the original engineer. God is the constructor of all things. And in his wisdom, he creates a measurement for this time. And again, this is unique to this time. 
because we know there is no night in heaven. And so think of this. In heaven, there is no night, right? There is, there is no night in heaven. And in heaven, uh, time isn't like it is here, right? Because why? Why is it? Because it's eternal. So we're not counting like days and so forth. I believe there will be some symbolism to the times because there was much symbolism for the Jews to um, practice certain celebrations and so forth at certain times of year. And uh, I believe the word there is used like forever, you know, always. And I love that. You read that in the Old Testament, the Jews celebrating something, uh, you know, the Passover, et cetera. And then you, you read that it's celebrated forever and you see it happening today. And it just blesses me to see that God's word is still true. Revelation 22, 5, and there shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither light of sun. For the Lord God giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever. So, God created this measure of time for this season here that is what we know, right? And so the kids ask all the time, my little kids, you know, uh, you know, who created God or what, when did it start or this or that? When did time start? Well, in this season, we have this thing called time, but God transcends time. And we see this here structured in Genesis 1 verse 5, that God called the light day. He had to give that light a name. He called it day. And darkness he called night. He gave that a name. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So if you ever wonder who created the calendar, God. Who created days, God. You know, who created this structure, God. You see how much we owe God? We think that we, like man could cook this up. He could never think this up. Man couldn't cook this up. Man's not clever enough. I believe it's all God and the wisdom of God that allows us to keep this time. And I love the fact that we have this time to record. I love the fact that I can say, open up my phone and I can look at on the pictures, like on, uh, I think it's a Google photos or whatever it is, or you might have iCloud or whatever it is. You can look at pictures from the year before or the year before that. And I was able to look, uh, just today at, uh, past new year's days from the last three or four years. And I was able to understand, oh, this is what was going on in this year and that year. And I have a general understanding of what time is and what it means and how people grow. And all of this comes from God. And so God deserves our praise today. Genesis 1-5 points to the fact that we have an intelligent creator, a wonderful creator, and get this, he'll use time for you to help understand what he's up to in your life. Think about that. I wish I had more time to dive into that, but he'll use time so that you can look back and say, wow, look what God did here. Oh, look what he did there. Oh, in perfect timing. You think that's an accident? It's not. He deserves all the praise and glory. I'm excited here today. Tune in next time as we get deeper into Genesis 1. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow. Same time, same place.